It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Can you hear me well? Consequence Podcast Network. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series, presented by WFPK and WFPK.org, Consequence, and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thanks, as always, for making your way here and checking out the series. Of course, you know what to do. If you like what you see or what you hear, hit that subscribe button. I put out three new interviews every single week. It's a new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And just a few of the artists that we've had on recently. Uh, G-Eazy was on here not too long ago. We had Feist, uh, Kylie Rogers talking about the movie Bo is Afraid. Uh, Ted Lasso's Coach Beard, Brendan Hunts, and Bo and Yang to talk about uh, Aquafina is Nora from Queens. Again, all of that when you subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. That's me, Kyle Meredith, today talking with Illinium. Back with a new album. It's self-titled. Uh, Nicholas Miller. Uh, he's going to tell us, well, first off, why he considers it a prequel to his uh, first trilogy, how it calls back to his uh, early favorite bands like Linkin Park and Blink-182 and Bring Me the Horizon. Uh, and speaking of Blink-182, it's actually, uh, this album has Travis Barker on it, as well as Avril Lavigne on a track. So, of course, we're going to talk about that a little bit. And then outside of the record, I want to ask about uh, last year, he remixed Taylor Swift's Antihero as an official remix. Uh, so we're going to get into the story behind that, going bigger on this latest tour, and partnering with End Overdose. All that and more, it's a new self-titled record. It's Kyle Meredith with Illinium. What's up, Kyle? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. And especially, let me tell you how much fun I've had listening to this new album of yours, which, you know, you're coming off of, like, a streak, I guess, here. You know, you get Grammy-nominated on, on Fallen Embers, what do you how do you follow it up because there's something about what you do that it doesn't feel like it really ever stops like everything seems to be fluid is there is there a stopping point you were say that campaign's done now i'm going to dream up something else i think i'm uh, i mean i have a bit of an addictive personality and i think i always like uh, I, like when i put fallen embers out and my i had my big stadium show in las vegas in 2021 i was just like so inspired and really 
excited and wanted to kind of delve into new territory and, you know, visit some of the things that, you know, that, that kind of music that you listened to however long ago that was game changing in your, in your development and you listen to it, you go back and you kind of get transported back to the past. You know, it's like that. Uh, I don't know. It's just so powerful and it's so cool. And so I, I was really inspired and wanted to just create really big sounding anthemic, huge, and I wanted to go all over the place, still like do some electronic stuff. And yeah, I got I got excited. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then the grand concept comes to, I mean, as I read about it anyway, like like uh, self-titling it, you said this is a bit of a prequel to everything else. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I always love tying a like a larger world. I love world building. I'm, bi- I'm a big like uh, world building and fantasy kind of fan. And I feel like uh, I've always kind of. Un- I, I've, I've at first I unintentionally kind of did it with the first trilogy and it was very vague but everything revolved around like my le- my logo is a phoenix and that's kind of why I make music is that is the you know it kind of helped me through a lot of personal stuff and I want to give that to people and give people a chance to heal or a chance to like re- redefine themselves and which is what I was able to do and so that kind of metaphor and the phoenix was always like really just spoke to me and uh i feel like i always kind of miss though in the fact of like actually diving into worlds you know like so that's kind of what i'm doing with this is putting it as a prequel really i mean we're going like mini movie there's character development we wrote like 45 pages there's a graphic novel all this crazy shit yeah (laughs) um yeah so, so further down that then, what does that mean? Because we're not, are we talking about pure biography? Because when you talk about character development, I mean, this sounds like this is something different. It's totally different. I mean, it's totally, we, we just wanted, so like my shows also inspire me to kind of create that storytelling and albums are, that's why I love doing albums is you can tell a story. You can go to so many different l- layers and go, as up and down as you want with stuff. And and I feel like if you just release singles, you can't tell that bigger story in my opinion. Um, and so I feel like this one, it just has so much, at least to me, that emotional punch as you listen through it. And I feel like that kind of sends me out of a world anyways. And so I kind of want to pair it visually, you know, with not only my single art and stuff like that, like that is all kind of in the world, but even deeper trying to, we kind of wrote a storyline that has uh, a lot of tie-ins with my story, but it's a totally different world. And we have some really cool character, uh, some cool characters and this uh, without going into crazy detail, it's like, uh, it's just, I love gaming and stuff like that. It's kind of in that same thing where we're just telling a really cool story about, about growth, about connection, about uh, healing and becoming uh, better people. Honestly, it's, uh, it's really cool. So what was it then? I mean, maybe you've already answered a little bit, but but was there an impetus for for why you sort of ended up in this spot for this this part of the story? I mean, not it kind of like I'm kind of just sending it, honestly. And I and I end up uh, I just I need something bigger than just like, you know, uh, a music video that's lovey-dovey and like or like something like that. I need something. I don't know. I feel like. I try to make music um, that takes me out of the world. And, and so I want to tell something uh, with that, you know, I want, I want something on that scale when I, especially with the shows too, like from effects to the 
the guitar playing and the drums, I want everything to sound out of this world, you know, like crazy, crazy big. And so how, how I got here was I just, I felt like there, there wasn't, uh, it's almost like I wanted to set the baseline for the rest of the music I've created. You know, I wanted to actually make, ha have it all make sense. That's more, uh, if I guess if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we'll be right back right after this. Shout out to uh, Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. Uh, I, I live in Kentucky, in the Midwest, and allergies, yeah, I suffer. When I say I suffer from allergies, I suffer from allergies. And around here, everyone I know deals with allergies to some degree. And for a long time, I thought it was just something that I would have to live with, which is a real problem um, for anything, but especially when you're a radio host. It affects my voice, it affects my mood, it affects everything. And I feel like I've tried every, I've tried all the medicines. Some of them work better than others, but there's, there's never a perfect one out there, especially because some of them take forever to actually work and some of them don't work at all. And then there's Astapro, the fastest solution to nasal allergy symptoms. It's what I use now, and it's definitely changed my life. Astapro is the first-of-its-kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes, while other allergy sprays take hours. Uh, Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. With all the pollen in the air, with all the dust around the, the corners of the house, uh, even with uh, the allergies I have from my dog, Astapro has been the nasal spray that has helped me with all of my allergies. And it can help you too. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E. P R O allergy.com. That's A S T E P R O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Illinium. At some point, you know, you've got to reach for what you know, I guess. I mean, you know, even through the fiction, like musically speaking, I think that's what you were saying earlier. Are, are you reaching back then to the music that that inspired you, that made you? And, and if so, who was that, that that we're talking about in this context? Yeah, for I mean the I mean I I feel like I'm lucky enough to actually work with a lot of them on this album, which is sick. You know, like 
the music I listen to the majority of the time is is rock or metalcore or uh you know pop punk i go back and listen to lincoln park and blink 182 all the time and i listen to their new stuff and bring me the horizon motionless and white spear box bad omens all of them i'm like i love that that music and i love that sound and i feel like a lot of that stuff the the good songs have that emotional punch you know that like uh just kind of whoa like holy shit that is like crazy um and i feel like that is paired with some electronic elements and paired with like some new drums and a little bit different mixing technique. I feel like that just takes it into a whole nother sphere, which is really was that why I was so excited about it, about this album. I just feel like it's not really uh, present very frequently. Like you don't, I've done a couple songs here and there, but I feel like it's just a newer territory that I was so excited to find because I was just a little, uh, I was a little bored, honestly, of the same like female vocal centered, you know, sometimes that I feel like the stuff I used to make that was much more uh, a little slower and more stripped back. Nowadays, I only get excited for that stuff when the song is just insanely good, when the writing is perfect, when the vocal is like absolutely out of this world. Otherwise, it's just like falls behind all of the other songs that are done like that, you know, so it takes like a perfect song to actually revisit that for me whereas all the rock stuff it's all new for me it's all fun it's all jam out you know it's sick i was gonna say you know some of those names completely made sense and 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 i some i wouldn't have thought of until you said it and then started hearing it like bring me the horizon i had oliver on here not too long ago you know and and talking you know the the world building even that they do inside like i sort of see those parallels in there Uh, yeah like all the vampire stuff all the dark like bloody it's crazy yeah it's sick and then of course you mentioned blink and 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 that sort of probably brings us to an obvious point in this record because eyes wide shut you've got travis and you've got avril you know here here we talk about the royalty of the genre yeah (laughs) Uh, how did you get hooked up and and what can you tell me about this song because it's it's i mean you're saying all my favorite stuff right here so it's definitely hitting on that track for me yeah i mean i love uh I mean, so I got linked up with Travis. He remixed a song of mine, uh, Good Things Fall Apart, and that was a while ago. And then, so I've always wanted to get in sessions with him and stuff. And so uh, after lockdown ended, right at the, in the middle of 2021, that's right when I got, I did my first like few sessions with him. And that's when this album started, honestly, was when we started with Lifeline and then we did a bunch of songs and he, he helped produce uh, he played drums on a bunch of the songs on the album. And I feel like he was a pivotal kind of producer and, and role in that, like in helping me find that like middle ground between r- full on rock and, you know, making it more my own. And I feel like the spectrum of the, on the album, it goes back and forth. Like the Avril song, I did not want to try to force it into an electronic song. You know, that was supposed to be, you know, she sang it over Travis's drums with the guitar. Like that's what it, for me that's what it should be you know i didn't want to i i brought uh the one contribution in the session i had that little lead thing at the beginning um and then we played that piano over the bridge and then i was pretty much just jamming out on guitar the whole time i was like this is you know fanboy moment for myself so yeah that's the sick. first time too i should because you, you've had tom uh also yeah. on a track too i mean these these moments right here right yeah for sure and tom's a legend he's yeah he's insane I'm sure you did you catch the uh, Coachella sets? Either oh, yeah. one of them. Yeah, I was I was watching it last night. 
uh, just on or two nights ago on stream, and uh, my fiance got me singing pretty hard. I was I was I was getting it. It was fun. I mean, hearing the music, and then of course it's just as fun hearing what happens between the music with them. So it's yeah, what great. In the studio hearing like Avril was cutting, and I was like, what? and you could hear it like behind the door, kind of, and then walking in and just hearing her voice over it. I was like, holy shit, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> So very different vibe. Then you go down to uh, From the Ashes, which is almost a little new agey. What Enya? It like where does that vibe come from? That uh, that that ooh is a total Enya vibe. Yeah, it's so cool. I think that's kind of uh, that song for me is like the bridge. You know, especially as the album plays out, I feel like there's parts where I'm full on synth heavy EDM. And then there's bridge songs that like bring the kind of EDM and rock and guitars in. And then it goes wrong. You know, I feel like that's important, at least for me, if I want to listen to an album, I don't want to just go from here to here like crazy. I want to like kind of flow in and out. Um, and also that that song, you know, Skylar's like one of my favorite songwriters ever um she's just like a freaking legend and so working with her was really cool and her voice is just epic yeah we got to write that song from scratch and it was uh the the like what the hell moment was when we were writing the chorus and we couldn't figure out like the last two lines and i i loved it but i was like and then someone said so light your matches and i was like that is a weird word to put in like matches like i feel like it's so and then Skylar just came in and I will rise from the ashes. And it was just this like, what the fuck? That was so, I was like, I was so stoked. I listened to that, that chorus just under the piano for like a night, a whole night, just repeat. It was so fun. There's that Phoenix just waiting, just waiting. Yeah, so cool. It was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Was... And you get, I mean, you find a voice. Like you don't do like a lot of repeat collaborations, do you? I was trying to think through that. Not really. I mean, I do uh, with with my one friend, Trevor said this guy, we've made a lot of songs, but we're also we lived together for like six years. We share a studio. We're like, I've never not sent him a song and got his opinion. He's like one of my people that I trust entirely. And he does the same. He sends me all of his music. So we've had a, a collaboration on every album. But is and that then, tempting? I mean, like, because when you find that magic, right? When you find that magic and let's, you know, maybe it becomes a hit or something like that. Like, yeah. like isn't that tempting? Like, you want to, oh, we got to do that again. Or is it you're like, that was that. Now we move yeah, on. Yes. So, I mean, I've worked with uh, with John Bellion after Good Things. Like, just he's an insane writer. Um, so, yes and no, I think. Sometimes I think if it depends on the song, like, if the last song was magic and you happen to create magic again, cool. But I don't think it's a forced thing ever. Well, it definitely keeps it interesting and keeps it varied when you put these albums out. And uh... Yeah. I feel like producers doing production collaborations are different because it's not as much pressure. I feel like actually interesting is interestingly enough. It's that's funny. You know? And we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back. It's Kyle Meredith with Illinium. I mean, you did a stopover in in Taylor Swift's world when you remixed yeah. uh, "Antihero." What 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 did you want to bring out in that song? Because the, you know, the, this is a whole different world. This is you know her world. Yeah, way different. I mean, it's just funny. Like, I got the stems to that song on like a Sunday night. I finished the song on like the Tuesday afternoon, 
And then they hit me up on the Wednesday morning and saying, we're putting this out tomorrow. And I was like, what the hell? It was the, it was like old school days, like throw it up on SoundCloud. Fuck it. You know, <laughs> it was funny. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was just like, I, I knew, I kind of knew where, where I wanted to take it just because it, it was in a tempo. It was, it's also at like 96.97 BPM. I don't under, I was like trying to figure it out. And I was like, are you serious right now? Are you so, so funny? Um, but uh, yeah, I was like, I knew where there was no electronic elements of it. Like there wasn't many remixes out. There was, so it was kind of like, I can do whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I was, uh, I just wanted to kind of throw back ma- mainly for my fans, but also as a fun song to play out as an older, uh, you know, more synth heavy kind of older drum, like my older sound. Um, especially diving in all this new stuff. I was like, okay, here, you know, I'm going to do this and I still enjoy it because it's a Taylor Swift song and it's a banger. Uh, but uh, also I was, I was excited to like, you know, for the singles and stuff, it was kind of a fan. I knew, I knew my fans would love it. It's fun. You, you really did bring out something else in it that I didn't expect. It's really fun to play. That was like the main, it was like, that was why I wanted to do it in the first place. I was like, songs, a banger. It'll be fun to play. It's a great song pretty much at any show. So it was fun. They, they dug it, so it's cool. Yeah. So, so speaking of the tour, you know, you were talking about that a little bit earlier, and, and how it kind of works in with this world that you're building with this album. Yeah. You called it. I, I think I've read it somewhere. Biggest and boldest yet. Like, what what does that mean? In in terms of the tour, I mean, the last live show we did was Ascend, and just in terms of production value and sonically the the rehearsals we've been doing the past two months i mean it's just like night and day like this sonically you know there's the the that was the first like band show i did in 2019 with drums and everything and and we although i thought it was sick uh, there was all like i knew what i wanted to change this time around uh mainly being remove everything you know in the songs you know i don't want i don't want drums i, I want everything live you know and so we're doing that uh, with guitars and everything and it just sounds better it sounds more fun it sounds more authentic and uh and also just like the production and the venue sizes are just so much bigger yeah. you know it's a 2015 20, 20, person venues all, all over the place so it's crazy when you get a band like that i mean that is that's for me that of course i'm attracted to that you know i mean that's look around me that's no you know no secret there but but there is something about that i mean there's nothing wrong with you know the electronics or whatever coming at you for that vibe but to have something to hold on to yeah totally i mean i think there's a middle ground for because i'd still love like bass music and i love you know really heavy intense sound design and making new renditions of my songs and like twisting them and making them dark and crazy and that is electronic you know to the core so some of those songs you know the drum the live drums will be pulled out pulled back a little bit throw some side chain on them and it'll still add a really cool organic layer and then there's the rock songs that are like leave them dry in your face you know so it's cool to be able to have so much control now um i can kind of go in in previs and like literally i have a i have midi tracks for each drum tone and each uh like eqs for each song of what drums i want to poke through and stuff like that so it's kind of crazy yeah it's, i can't honestly, hear what that sounds like yeah it's too, much, it's too much i can go for plus you have all the guitar tones and you can like you can go into your ableton project and like map 
the volumes of guitars and the silence of guitars and switching to clean tones on perfect timing is just a lot of uh, you can really chase like as perfect as you want, which is cool. It's a long ways away from just stomping the distortion pedal when the chorus hits. 100%. I know. It's like you guys can move around now. And you don't have to like run back to the pedals. It's like pretty sweet. Um, uh, and on a serious note too, end uh, overdose. This is something that you're also bringing on the tour, right? I I'd love you to talk about that. Yeah, as many venues as we can. I mean, they're a uh, <coughs> they're an awesome nonprofit, uh, and their main goal is to. Uh, I guess they have a few, but their main one is educating pretty much just bringing awareness and education to people because it shouldn't be like, uh, you know, the, the, the term overdose, the, the term heroin or, or opiate or fentanyl, it's all like very fucking scary. And it is, it's life threatening shit, but I do think combating it with a more welcoming, like it's a, like, this is going to happen. And if you, if we just do some awareness and, and anyone note, like I carry, narcan around wherever i go it's just an easy thing to carry and it's a drug or it's a pretty much an opiate blocker you know if, if someone is overdosing on fentanyl and you give them narcan you save their life it's like an easy especially i've been sober for a long time but it's a it just you know i've i know a lot of people that have passed away from overdoses it's a total like epidemic and it's pretty uh, combatible, you know, if we just are aware and less scared, like we should be scared of the overdose, but we, we shouldn't be scared of like exploring what we can do as each individual to be prepared for it. And it's just great how that conversation has changed. Like I'm, I'm in Louisville, I'm in Kentucky here, right across the river, you know, they, they've set up the, you know, the vending machine style uh, to, to grab the, you know, that stuff over there. And, and just to, finally be having a different conversation because the old conversation obviously wasn't working yeah you know, i mean this is as much about you know knowing basic cpr type of stuff yeah exactly that's the kind of thing it's like it it, it should be like as easy as we know to dial 911 mm -hmm. you know it's like we know oh i have a friend or i have this and this is how you use it you know it's like eating i mean if it became that easy that's so many lives saved and so many of the ones in my world and in, in the in electronic music in the live world in general is accidental and and not you know it's not like I was like I was an opiate addict most of most of these people are you know just experimenting and trying to have fun and find themselves and shit and they shouldn't be punished by the death sentence you know it's fucked up right well i'm so happy that you're out there spreading that message on this tour where you can and uh, and what sounds like an insane show coming up uh nick thank you so much Th this album again this has been a lot of fun to listen to so i'm i'm really excited to hear how the, the it all opens up i'm pumped i can't wait i've been it's it's been uh you know on my mind for too long i'm so impatient so i'm stoked to hear <laughs> <laughs> right on man thanks for taking the time to talk about it yeah thanks kyle and my thanks to nick illenium the new album called illenium Thanks to you as well for checking out the episode in the series. Uh, hit that subscribe button before you get out of here. If you enjoyed this, you're going to enjoy all the rest too. Uh, you get three interviews every single week, new and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date with your favorite artists and discover the new ones. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, NPR, WFPK.org, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Subscribe to Kyle Meredith with. And then after that, head over to WFPK.org 
where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres and music news, anniversary spins, bonus interviews, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots. That's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all three of them. The address is at Kyle Meredith. So I do hope you like and follow along. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Consequence Podcast Network. My studio is a space shuttle. It has one little window in it. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media.